Hello, hello, friends. Coach Shelby and Coach Christine, excited as always to have you coming in and joining Time for Brunch Quick Bites Edition, where you can grab those miles with a side of smiles, take them on the run midday, in the afternoon, or even a late night snack attack. Maybe you're taking a page out of my book and doing laundry, or maybe you're taking a page out of Coach Christine's books and actually visiting a real shop. Either way, we are happy to have you. So let's have some fun. Get you moving and grooving. Lace up your shoes. Put a smile on your face. And maybe log some miles. Today, it is all about the shoe love. Running shoes, regular shoes, flip-flops. It's kind of like that scene in Forrest Gump. Shrimp gumbo, shrimp cocktails, shrimp fries. Whatever it is, we're talking about all things shoes that I have been obsessed with from a very young age. How about you? Have you always loved shoes? I have. I have. Actually, I think that when I traveled to the Netherlands, one of my like all-time favorite things that I wanted to go visit was the shoe museum there. Um, but coach, before we get into our love of shoes, I want to ask you, what did the chewing gum say to the shoe? I'm stuck on you? Oh, how'd you know that? Oh, is that really it? Oh, yeah. Apparently, corny jokes are more <laughs> prevalent in my mind than music, even. Oh, my word. You totally got it. Talk about I'm so sorry. Talk, yeah. I didn't mean... I know. I really stole the thunder. Maybe we should re-record this and I can act surprised again. No, no. <laughs> we're going to go with it. You just ruined it. You ruined my shoe joke. It's okay. <laughs> I'm so shoe-fish. Yes, you are. But today, being National Shoe Day, it is the day that pretty much kind of highlights how important shoes can be. It's actually Shoe the World Day. So it talks about something that maybe we take for granted. We likely as runners have several pairs of them in our closet, but not everyone in the world is quite so fortunate to have multiple shoes at their disposal. So National Shoe the World Day was created as a way to kind of pinpoint or point out how shoes and proper footwear is an essential basic need. So I think as runners, because we do have so much love for our shoes, one of the questions that comes up frequently is, what do I do with my shoes after I'm, that? like, that's it. I've graduated into a different pair. They've kind of seen this training cycle. And I think that we're going to touch a little bit on what organizations are out there that you can donate some of your shoes for to, that they can resole them add a little bit more life to the shoe and maybe donate. But we're also going to talk about important practices for your running shoes to take into mind. We've touched on it before, but I think it's always good to highlight it again today. So coach, right out of the gate, what would you say for somebody who's just coming to the sport of running, or maybe they've been in the sport of running for some time, but they are asking you, what do I do about these running shoes? Maybe they started off and, you know, just a pair of shoes that they had hanging around in their closet and they're finding that they maybe need to look at getting a new pair. I will say everybody has been in that boat. I very, I don't even know if I have talked to a runner who started running and didn't just take whatever shoes they had because why not? Again, we're billed that, oh, all you need is a pair of shoes. And well, that's kind of true. Um, my biggest thing is if you are thinking you need new shoes or thinking that your shoes are too worn, chances are they probably are. And you probably do. So I think that's one of those trusting your gut. If you're thinking that they're not feeling good or you're thinking that they're getting too worn, 
it more than likely is the truth. We all talk about going to your local running store and getting fitted. I highly suggest it at least for your first couple of pairs of true running shoes because you have the ability to try them on. You'll know if you put your foot in and it's not comfortable, put them back in the box because they will not get more comfortable. And I think that's been the hardest thing that I've had to learn as a runner, that if they don't feel good right out of the gate, that's a red flag put them back. Doesn't matter if they're pretty, if they're the brand you like, if they're hottest shoes that are on every cover all throughout Instagram. If it doesn't feel good, chuck it to the curb and yeah. try on something different. Yeah. And try on things that you don't even think you're going to like because it's like clothes. Might not look good on the rack, but it looks freaking amazing on your yeah. body. So as somebody who has a very wide foot, a very big foot all the way around, um, yeah, I am a big foot. I tend to not be able to wear the shoes that are absolutely adorable that everybody else has at their disposal. So that is something that I see some of the cute ones, some of the limited editions that are dropped and they're just not something that's available to me. And that's okay because knowing that I'd rather have the shoes that are going to be comfortable for the long run, haha, <laughs> for long brunch. But yes, I, I think that we know, that's something I would definitely say. One of the things that I want to also add is that lacing patterns can make a really big difference in how comfortable you are on your shoes. And there are probably as many different lacing patterns as there are different uh, varieties of shoes. So looking into how should you be lacing your shoes for your stride, for the comfort of your foot inside of the shoe, or um, just from the simple fact of being able to get them on and off as quickly as possible. So I noticed that early on when I was running, I was having some foot pain and it wasn't the shoe. The shoe was fine. It was high. I was lacing it. I was lacing it a little too tightly, a little bit more like a traditional shoe that I may have worn in the past. So changing up that lacing pattern was a very big deal for me. So if you're, if you're having questions, if you're having any kind of just a little bit of discomfort, maybe look into a different lacing pattern as well. That's a great point, and I'm going to take it a step further. And I'm guilty of this, so I'm not calling anybody out. It's okay. <laughs> this is a safe place. When it comes to tying your shoes, specifically running shoes, every time you take off your shoe, unlace the laces before you take your foot out. And the same goes to where if you're not untying your ties when you're taking your foot out, Please retie your shoe when you put it back on. Do not let that tying strategy, whatever it is, go from run to run. Just like you wouldn't really use the same pair of sweaty socks, you're not going to want to use the same tie because it's not going to give you the same support. It'll stretch out your shoe if you are not untying your laces before you bring your shoe out. And it can help attribute to injury by not retying it each time because it's going to be wider. Your ankle can roll around more. You may have it too tight, not tight enough. All of that plays into it. So take the extra five seconds, bend down, maybe do a little hamstring stretch as you're doing it, untie the darn shoelace and take the time. Again, do a hamstring stretch, bend down, retie your shoe, your ankles and everything will thank you. And that is my TED Talk. 
That is a you good don't do talk. it, do you? No. I looked at your face when you said when I said it, and your face says that you don't untie your shoes, child. I was. Hey, I'm a child. I was. <laughs> I want to. I want to be the person <laughs> that maybe my athletes think that I am. That I do these kind of. Really <laughs> You know, some people say they're pets. Some people say they're athletes. I would love to say that I am that coach that definitely does this particular thing, but I'm going to come on to the record here and now and say that I do not. I know I need to. I know I do, but I don't. And you're still trying to make shoe fees happen. How dare you? My shoe fees look great. I mean, they look (laughs) wonderful. I just don't necessarily lace them every single time I go out the door. Um, How do you not? That's so dangerous. I, I'm not saying it's a good practice. I'm just saying it's a practice that's worked for me for a decade, and I don't see myself changing it at this point. So. Oh, my heart. I know, I know. But talking about our shoes, I'm going to try to divert this attention and see if I can throw something shiny at her. So <laughs> I don't know that it's going to work. But speaking about our shoes and knowing that we have to keep our feet healthy, there are so many things that you can be doing to keep your feet healthy. So I like to actually do a little bit of prehab exercises for my feet. And maybe I wouldn't need prehab exercises if I lace my shoes every single time that I go out. But maybe Hmm. maybe that's what keeps my feet really, really healthy and I don't have to worry about lacing it. But there are some prehab exercises that we're going to recommend that you guys um, keep to mind. One that we recently both discussed actually for our training group, for spring spring training group, is the alphabet ankle flexion. It is probably my go-to. I make sure to incorporate the alphabet, tracing the alphabet with your feet, kind of where you end up flexing in positions in different ways. And you get to see that maybe that range of motion, that ankle flexion and mobility needs to be worked on a bit more. So I generally do it. I don't overdo it. I don't necessarily dedicate 10 minutes a day for this. I'll do it when I'm sitting down at the desk. I'll do it when I'm watching TV. Um, And generally about 30 to 45 seconds on each foot, kind of just tracing the alphabet. I always trace uppercase alphabet letters, but I've heard some people do lowercase. Um, I just think I'm just going to go in all caps for me. How about you, Coach, when you're doing it? Well, when we talked about this on the Spring Training Troop podcast that we're doing for them and you mentioned this, I admit I was mind blown. And I did it in real time. Uh, for those of you who are in our spring training group and have heard that, you could hear my mind just stutter that she does them at the same time. Like, I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to that episode for sure because it yeah. was hilarious. But it, it really is a great exercise to do. Um And all in the sake of foot health as well, a lot of times people get very hyper-focused on how many pairs of shoes that they Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. And I always say you need one good one. I'd like to see people have two if it's fiscally possible. Um, But the reasoning behind the two is so you allow enough time for the cushioning and the foam and the shoes to rebound between runs, especially if you're a back-to-back runner. Do you go out at night and then again in the morning or if you're leaving less than that 24-ish hours between runs? Um, But as long as you have one really good pair, that's more of where my concern is and just making sure that you're abiding by that shoe health of allowing enough time to let that foam come back spring to back. its original yeah, spring yeah. Back, yep. 
and not using your running shoes for any other activity than running. Don't use them for walking. Don't use them for strength training. It's actually really ill-advised to use running sneakers for strength training because of the way the cushioning is distributed. You don't get as good of a base, um, which again, we're doing this a lot, but that's another topic for another another quick bites. But making sure that your running shoes are sacred only to running and keep them in a locked cabinet in a, on, a, on your mantelpiece, whatever, whatever you have, just make sure you know, don't touch them. Don't breathe near them unless it's running. I'm sounding really intense today. And yeah, I'm not meaning you to. are. Like, I'm a little scared. So I'm going to have to give Be people- Be afraid. I'm, I'm going to give people a little pass there just in case. So I do only use my running shoes for running. That's just, I also have a couple of different pairs that I use for lifting. Um, because I like that. Well, it is advised to have a stiffer, flatter sole. And I use very cushiony shoes for my running. Um, but if you do, let's say again, from a fiscal perspective, tend to use your running shoes for a myriad of things, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world, except that you do need to take into account that miles on them are miles that will be counted against your total lifetime. So you may have to replace them more often. So that's where I would say, since running shoes are more of a financial investment, keep them as fresh as possible. So don't utilize them quite as much for running. I mean, for non-running activities, because usually you can pick up a pair of lifting shoes super inexpensively. Um, you can pick up a pair of walking shoes rather inexpensively. Here, down here in Florida, we could definitely pick up flip-flops, which are probably the worst things for your shoe, for your feet. Oh, it is. <laughs> They're horrible for your feet. Walking barefoot's actually better for you than flip-flops. Well, how come Winnie the Pooh doesn't wear shoes? Oh, gosh, why? Because he has bare feet. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure you probably saw that too, but uh, you opened up the door, girlfriend. You I didn't see that one. Oh my gosh, that really tickled me. Okay, I'm good. sorry for the high-pitched like squealism that I just did. Oh, I love that. I also love Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the is super cute. And also, it doesn't get to wear. It doesn't have to wear pants. Um, I think talking to one of our other conversations where we talked about not having to wear pants for brunch, that was my conversation anyway, I should say. But again, so let's talk about what do you do with your shoes once it's time to replace them? So, so I'm glad you re- you brought that up because as much as I came down, I got a little intense. When your running shoes are past their running prime, that's a great time to make them walking shoes. Oh, I love that. Or See? Yeah, I'm nice yeah. again. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. I, I actually do that. I tend to do that as well. I may keep them for maybe gardening or any kind of like physical activity that I would need to. Not necessarily like um, gym strength or anything like that, but maybe need to run some errands in them. Yeah, I do that with my older shoes. Do you I'm, garden? I When I owned a home versus a really tiny little condo, yes. Did I oh. hate it? Yes. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of like a necessity to keep the landscaping dream that I had alive in my head. So there's probably a reason why I downsized quite as much as I did. And that's because I think it was just too much work. Like having the Here. home of my dreams was not, it was not the life of my dreams. Um, we could talk about that. And yeah, that got deep home. all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm like, wow, you're about- really selling this. Yeah, it was just like, it was like, this is a lot of work and I'm spending a lot of time doing things that really don't feed my soul and heart because I'm worried about keeping the house looking good or keeping the landscaping looking good or whatever the case may be. So um, this goes back to our change episode from way back in the day. 
Like it was so hard to give up that dream of having what I thought was the house of my dreams, the home of my dreams. And then seeing that for me, I value my time more and experiences more. So I'd rather have a tiny little house that's pretty quick and easy to clean. I don't have to worry about landscaping or yard work so I can just experience the life that I want. Um, and it's so wild, right? Because we had like, I had the conceived notion that this was, this was it, this is what I wanted. But bring it back to shoes, girl. I'm going to say that something that is very purposeful for me, and I mention it, I feel like in every single episode, I love me some nonprofits. I do. There are so many great people doing so much great work out there in the world. And for a lot of us, giving to nonprofits will not be feasible for us to continually give financial or fiscally. So that's where I want to bring forward one of the nonprofits that I know of at least, which is Souls for Souls, where you can donate some of your running shoes and they, or some of your clothes as well. And they take those shoes, they kind of zhuzh them up a little bit, clean them up and get those athletic shoes into the hands of maybe some children that are having issues with being able to afford new shoes, um, some partners of people who maybe are endeavoring into getting into a, a race season or exercise season and they're not able to afford it. So souls for souls, we will drop that in episode notes um, and you guys can maybe look at that. Also checking with your local running stores. They usually do collect the shoes for different efforts in your city if you want to keep it really close to home. Or you could even look at starting a shoe drive with your local running club, which of course I think is pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I really like that. And I'm a big believer, unless there's like a specific reason that a pair of shoes is past its prime, like they're ripped or they're heavily soiled beyond repair. I'm a big proponent of donating shoes in any which way or short form, mm-hmm. even if it's to just your local like secondhand shop or what have you, even a more beat up pair of shoes is better than no shoes. Um, another another nonprofit is One World Running, and they provide shoes specifically to runners in need. They're Boulder-based. Um, it was started by a sports journalist who visited West Africa and was inspired to do good and make change. So another great organization if you're looking to, to donate your shoes that are past their prime or maybe didn't even work for you. Because mm. that's another thing. The return policies only go so far. There's sometimes to where you've ran in a pair of shoes a couple of times and you can't return them. You have nowhere to, no use for them because you don't like them. They don't fit you. It's another great time. Just because they're not beaten down and dirty and worn out doesn't mean that you could still do some really good stuff with a really good pair of shoes that would be the perfect fit, pun intended, for somebody else. Yeah, I love that so much. And for our friends that are very environment friendly and looking for things that they could do with their shoes that maybe isn't going to fill up the um, landfills, you can also get involved with TerraCycle because this is a company that works to recycle running shoes and different, well, not just running shoes, a whole bunch of lots of stuff, but running shoes is definitely a great one to donate to them and help them recycle it so they can reuse it um, in different ways where it just becomes other things. They go on to live a different life, living their best life a little differently looking, getting a little bit of a makeover, should we say. Um, so I'm sure TerraCycle does not have that anywhere in their actual marketing <laughs> things. But I'm like, you're just giving them a makeover. <laughs> 
But I, I love that as well. So finding a way that kind of meets your where, where you're at and what means a lot to you. Maybe it is giving them a new life with gardening or going for a walk or donating to a nonprofit, but really kind of taking this national shoe the world day and taking it to heart that you can really make a really big difference. Not just, I mean, I I love that our running shoes make a big difference in our lives and seeing them make a difference in other people's lives as well. And I'm going to take it a step further too. Uh, a brand that I was introduced with that is really trying to minimize their footprint, putting sustainability on the forefront and making sure we take care of our planet as well as their workers, which I want to make sure is a, a big point because they are really trying to focus on fair practices and fair treatment for all their employees, is the brand Allbirds. They have wool shoes, they have recycled shoes, they are pretty transparent across the board about how they're uh, working with carbon offsets and trying to make running as great as it can be while also taking care of the planet so we have, you know, places to run, which is equally important. So uh, definitely we'll have you guys add that into episode notes and check them out as well. They partner with uh, Tina Muir, who's another podcaster. You've probably heard of her as well. And they really are are doing the work in making a more sustainable product. They are really much more expensive than your average running shoe. So by price comparison, they're still they're still within the same ballpark, which is hard to do. Yeah, I love that so much. Again, anytime that we can put kind of our consumer dollars into organizations and brands and companies that are really working on kind of meeting meeting that need or that desire for people to make a big difference that way. Um, it's absolutely awesome. So with that, friends, we want to hear from you. What do you do with your running shoes when they've kind of met their better days and when it's time to get a little bit of an upcycle, get a new pair of shoes for ourselves? Feel free to share with us. We want to hear all about it. And I think I can't leave this conversation without just one more really bad shoe-related joke. So, Coach, oh, gosh. How, how do shoes talk? They give a lot of tongue. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that wasn't meant that way, people. <laughs> they converse. Ha ha. Converse. Uh, okay. Anyways, let's go on, friends. Thank you so much for sticking with us through all of the really bad running jokes. Um, <laughs> but we're going uh, to ask you to join us again with time for brunch, long run edition. Probably not going to have as many bad shoe jokes in it, but I can't guarantee it. It drops on Saturdays, but come back for more of our midweek quick fights. Again, we have a lot of fun planned for these upcoming shows. But regardless of when or where, we're going to keep serving up more miles with some shoe smiles.